welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody and welcome to Angus Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we aim to showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm your host Joshua Brooks and with us today we have a lovely therapist called Doreen Schwegler. Doreen, how are you tonight? I'm very well, thank you Joshua and thanks very much for the opportunity. Ah, it's our pleasure and I believe you've got a fair bit of fertility speciality. speciality I have, yes, so. I've, been doing, I've been a naturopath for over 32 years but been um, specialising in fertility, particularly recurrent miscarriages. Mm. Um, for probably the last 20, 22 years. So, yeah, wow. yeah I've got a lot of um, successful babies at my sleep. Fantastic. Well, this is going to be a great, great conversation, I can guess. Mm. So, first question, what got you into natural health and natural medicine? What made you become a naturopath? Yeah. Well, I guess my parents were always um, into looking at natural alternatives. So when I had a sore tummy when I was a child, my dad used to make me chamomile tea. Mm. Um, my grand took me to the osteopath when I was young because I had a turned, <clears throat> a turned eye mm. and my mother took me to a naturopath probably when I was eight or ten um, for asthma and bronchitis. Yeah, wow. And uh, I've travelled, I, I studied, um, my initial studies was in um, haematology and, and medical labor- laboratory science and and I worked in labs in Melbourne and then travelled mm. overseas and worked in um, in England. And as I was coming back through Asia, I got really interested in all the herbs and um, supplements and things that were in China and Hong Kong and I wanted mm. to learn more about it. And I actually had an infection in Beijing and uh, went to this herbalist and coughed because I couldn't speak Chinese and he couldn't speak English, but he gave me something and it seemed to make things better. And I thought, wow, I want to find out more about this because I have a lifelong interest in learning about things so I came back and studied at the southern school uh, and then four years later became a naturopath and worked part-time in hospitals and worked as a naturopath and then just got busier and busier and just wound down the the laboratory work until I've uh, just purely been a naturopath for since my son was about uh, three so that's 20 23 years ago yeah wow so what made you do naturopathy and not Chinese medicine or Chinese herbal medicine or anything like that? I don't, I, don't, um, I didn't know that that was an option. And mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, probably had, if I had my time again, I'd probably study uh, Chinese medicine as well. But yeah. I guess I was happy, really happy with what the studies we did. And I did a lot of reading around what we, what we learned. And because I, had quite a few um, exemptions from recognition of prior learning. I um, I still had to take four years because we still did mm. nutrition over four years and herbal medicine over four years, but it gave me the time um, to do a lot more extra reading. Mm. And and we and I actually did um, traditional Chinese medicine as an elective and as a subject um, and study and stuff. So I'm a little yeah a little bit familiar with the concept, but yeah would be interested in learning more and have and, but I actually I, I feel I feel you can't be a master of everything and I'm yeah, happily yeah. refer to um, some really great Chinese um, acupuncturists and Chinese doctors when um, in conjunction with what I do particularly with fertility I think um, with mm. recurrent miscarriage it's really important to have um, both both um, rows both rows of the boat when you're mm-hmm. treating a patient so I think it's a brilliant uh, adjunct to what I do. 
Yeah, well, it's exactly like you said. It's a, sort of that landscape for the client's health. You, we can't mm. be good at everything. And so I think no. if we try to be good at everything, we just become substandard at everything. So it's much better yeah. if you're a fur on. Yeah, you're just a jack of all trades, exactly. Mm. So why fertility? What grabbed you about fertility and what keeps grabbing you about fertility and why have you decided mm. to sort of make that your passion? I guess my parents were quite old when I was born. So I was, mum was 45 and dad was 60 and she had had five miscarriages. So I guess that may have had something to do with it. Um, And I just was passionate. I did Francesca Nasha's course three times and just was really passionate with the excitement of helping people realise their dreams of a healthy baby because I'm so passionate of getting... Mm basically the egg and the sperm right so that you create the most healthy human Mm. being possible. So, I mean, yes, we treat children, we treat adults, we treat old people, but if you can get that that embryo right from the very, very get-go, you're actually helping a whole generation of really healthy children. So Mm. it's a real passion. Yeah, well, I remember looking at this stuff a long time ago and what they were saying was, you know, your baby starts two years before it's it's even conceived, right? And people don't... People don't uh, understand that. And I actually offer a course um, called Creating Healthy Babies for Preconception. Mm. And I would love women, particularly because they're the ones that control their um, hormone, their fertility. And um, and so I educate women to understand their charting, their fertile times, their, mm. where they can swing around for contraception or then when they're, they're ready. But your... Um, your monthly cycle is like your health report card. So if you've got regular cycles, it's pain-free, you're not having premenstrual symptoms, you're not getting pain, um, clotting, all sorts of things. That sort of excludes so many um, health conditions. So, yeah, so when when they're ready, they can just swing around and, and get pregnant. But they're also looking at toxins, doing testing, making sure they're on the right supplement according to their genetic predispositions. Mm-hmm. And and the male is part of 50% of the equation too. So when you're looking at miscarriage, you're actually there. The male mm-hmm. is responsible for 50%, 50% of the um, miscarriages. So what they do, like anaesthetists' husband have, uh, the wives of anaesthetists have a lot more uh, risk of miscarriage because of the toxins that they're exposed to. Wow. And, and, and sometimes it can, t- I mean, ideally it can take up to a year to prepare because you want to make check for heavy metals and mm. ensure that they're cleared out. I had one, la- one couple, she, uh, she had been trying for 18 months. They went on to IVF. She conceived but then miscarried and when we did the testing her husband's sperm her husband's hair had lead levels off the Richter scale like not even within the reference range of the upper end and he was a lead lighter 10 years prior so he yeah. was still carrying that lead in his body plus he was a, a gardener so he was exposed to a lot of toxic chemicals so once they detoxed and she also was very highly anxious and zinc deficient once we dealt with both of their general health they conceived the most beautiful baby and mm. at 42 so it, wow. um, yeah. it when you get those building blocks right it makes such a big difference yeah and so mm. then just with that teaching people about the fertility access mm. awareness awareness method and all that sort of stuff do you also use like daisy and a lot of those temperature thermometers and sort of yeah. the apps so that they can track like is that part of yeah. teaching women as well is that sort of in yes so, so a lot of women prefer to have the um apps where they can um chart it but they're not all accurate and there's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of different 
um, options on there. Um, Francesca Nash has a has a course with an app that is a lot more accurate, but I like the old-fashioned way, at least for the first three cycles, where they just plot it on a, on a blank piece of paper with a little chart and then... Um, then we can educate when they're ovulating, if they're ovulating, um, whether the second half of the cycle is of an appropriate length and not too short because that can be called a luteal phase defect mm -hmm. relating to low progesterone, which can impact, um, which is seen in, say, endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome and people with recurrent, women with recurrent miscarriages. So that can be something that be, can be picked up. And sometimes the apps don't actually get the right, time of ovulation so there's a few things involved so it can be i mean if it's a simple chart and you've got brilliant clear temperature rise post ovulation and it's a perfect 14 days post ovulation phase and all those great things then uh, the apps can be really um, simple and the women the women can email that through to me so i get a, an idea and make sure the temperature stays up post ovulation to ensure that's indicating good progesterone levels so then does that mean that you're teaching them how to look at like vag vaginal discharge and that sort of thing as, as well. to their cell and yeah 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 so that's good that you know these things but there's um so <laughs> certainly uh the v vaginal mucus changes yep. and becomes more stretchy and fertile that to facilitate the egg to get up the sperm to get mm. up to the egg and if you're not getting that nice stretchy mucus that can certainly impact your chances of conception there's cheap mm. cheap things like um different lubricants that can improve that, but often it's an indication of insufficient hormones or yep. um, inf insufficient minerals like calcium or magnesium mm. or um, issues with um, the actual cervix, like sometimes there's been some damage or infections or, um, yeah, so it can be something that you can put topically like some vitamin E capsules internally if there's mm. low um, issues, if there's been damage like, um, say, abnormal pap smear and they've had a... Um, and a laser excision and there's actually damage so can you can do different things to mm. improve the mucus mm. yeah wonderful yeah and I, herbs are brilliant too <laughs> yeah definitely well I, I remember um like listening to dr jolene brighton about a whole bunch of different like how bad the pill was and all that kind yes. of thing a long time ago yeah so, so brighton yeah. is the one that says your periods are your monthly health report card so i, I like that quote thank yeah, you definitely. yeah <laughs> dr. she's brighton yeah, yes she's, she's brilliant Periods, yeah, so, um, manual hmm. yeah so a little bit of brass tax now if i am a, if i was a woman and i came to you looking at like <laughs> yes. an initial consultation what yes. what's involved what sort of questions can you expect yeah. and what would you like them to bring with them to Absolutely. make the consultation Great question. so the initial consult they fill in a very thorough questionnaire prior to seeing me online <laughs> And it asks for their um, main issues and mm. their past history, family history, um, medication that they're taking, natural supplements and how much they're taking, what brands, what their diet's like, what their stress is like, what their gut's like. So it's extremely um, their past history, any surgeries, any you know immune problems, any symptoms of thyroid dysfunction, what their periods are like. So it takes possibly mm -hmm. an, a half an hour to complete that questionnaire. And then I take probably another 20, 25 minutes actually reviewing that before their consultation. Um, I get them to bring in any pathology tests that they've done for the past 20, uh, 12 months or 18 months. 
Um, because I'm a medical scientist as well, I very much am a testing queen. Mm -hmm. So I look at the pathology and will actually get some extra tests done over on top of um, what they've done. Some, mm -hmm. um, and if the sperm, if it's a couple, I try and encourage the husband to come or partner to come as well, and he fills in a very uh, thorough questionnaire. And then the initial consult, which is um, at the moment all on Zoom or it can mm -hmm. be face-to-face -face in um, Ascot Vale or North Melbourne or Sydney when I'm up there, but I haven't been up there for a little while. Um, then the, I do testing, physical testing in the clinic um, as mm -hmm. well, which is um, like the quad scan test for muscle and fat and I look at their blood uh, under mm -hmm. the microscope. There's a test that I do in uh, Melbourne called a, um, a FORT test or an oxidative stress test and it's a finger prick, takes about 15 minutes and measures uh, their levels of oxidative stress, so whether they're mm -hmm. under attack from, you know, whether they're doing well um, with their antioxidants in their diet or whether the attack is too high, which can be from mm -hmm. vitamin D deficiency or insufficient sleep or stress or over-exercise or under-exercise or heavy metals or toxins. So I can get a very clear picture fairly quickly um, where I head. And then at the end of the consult, they get a very clear plan written up um, that's got their medications that they need to take, what we're working on, what their goals are, and then what their lifestyle things that they might need to do often start mm. with a detox. So that's a really good sort of wiping the slate clean while we're getting all the information in. And then um, the recommendations of what we're planning to do next session, because it can be really overwhelming. And I've got a very clear in mind in my mind where we want to go, but I can't hit them all <clears throat> at yeah. the initial consult because they get too overwhelmed and tend to not sure. do anything. So I, make, I try and break it down into bite-sized chunks yeah. so that they can um, get acting and feeling empowered. And, and if they don't do everything I ask them to do on the first consult, um, that's absolutely fine I just remind it and I leave it on their next script so when we do a follow-up I'll say well have you had those path tests done well no that's okay we'll just get these done this time or we'll do the mood stress questionnaire or we'll do a detox questionnaire or a pyrol questionnaire or whatever um yeah. and we'll, then we do testing along the side yeah mm. and so then two two questions I guess one mm. You so you would prefer it if the couples came and saw you, obviously, because you need Actually, sort of both. Yeah. Or like, how does how does that work? And how would you prefer that for people if they're if they're looking at coming to see you for this? Yeah. So there's an advantage if they physically come in. Um, but we can't do all of that on the initial visit. So mm -hmm. I'm actually really happy doing the initial visit on Zoom. So we get a very yep. we get to meet each other, we get to see each other, and then I actually do a testing appointment. So if they if they actually are say in another state or whatever, I can actually get that that some of those tests done with other naturopaths that offer quad scan or um, CR three thousand for the Fort mm -hmm. test or live blood. There's a lovely lady in um, in uh, Melbourne that does blood testing. Uh, she's a hematology scientist as well. So I can delegate some of those tests, and I can also do by default some sometimes just. Um, they might go to a personal trainer and get a, a, an equivalent of their bioimpedance test or they mm. might have blood tests and I can, yeah. So it, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm sort of happy with the first visit being Zoom, mm -hmm. um, or, but some people just prefer to do face-to-face -to, -face to start with. And, and I actually take a photo of their iris. Yeah, uh, nice. I've just got a new iris camera um, that attaches to my phone, which is really handy, and I can just get that um, straight. I can email that to them straight away and um, give them some ideas about their predispositions mm -hmm. and sometimes it helps with their relationship because if one's like a neurogenic really tight nervous 
pint nerfering and like and the other one's really big um big pupil and really calm and and they need lots of sleep and the other one can get away with like five hours sleep so I can sort of do a bit of marital relationship counseling just by the iris <laughs> mm. yeah and um then with your sort of treatment plan then so how many follow-up sessions are people typically going to look at and how many do you like to give them and yes. yeah what's that journey look like for them if they're committing to this Yes, it de- a little bit depends on their um, time frame, their budget yep. and the age. So if it's a 42-year-old, I try and space the consults fairly quickly, like every two weeks to really yep. get through the program because it's at least four sessions to get through mm. all the information between testing and heavy metals and um, the pathology, maybe um, hormone testing. Uh, so I'd like at least four sessions. But if they've if they're pristine and know when they're fertile and done all their blood tests, it might only be two or three sessions. But if they've been through several miscarriages, it might be a year or even 18 months of treatment. And that would probably Mm -hmm. be monthly sessions initially, um, you know, monthly. And then Mm -hmm. the other thing is once they're pregnant, I actually look after them through the pregnancy to particularly um, if they've had recurrent miscarriages, because I make up a tonic call my pregnancy support tonic mm-hmm. um, to support the pregnancy uh, up for the first trimester until the placenta takes over. And then um, and then I do different things through the trimesters. So at least mm-hmm. three sessions through the, through the through the pregnancy and one we call it the fourth trimester pregnancy, uh, fourth trimester checkup, which is a post-birth checking that they're um, breastfeeding, they're not um, at risk of postnatal depression, that they're using settling techniques, they're not too stressed, so it's like a four sessions once they're pregnant con- uh, yeah, wow. session as well. Once Excellent. each trimester and once um, for the fourth trimester. And so now then after the consults, how does a treatment plan for you look like? Are you big onto herbs? Are you big onto nutraceuticals? Like yes. w- what's that look like so people can expect? And like yes. are you big diet and yeah, how does that all work now for yes. this? Look, a big chunk of what I do um because I would say maybe 70% of my clients that have fertility um, are overweight. So I mm-hmm. do a lot of weight loss programs. I, mm-hmm. I offer um, the Shake It and I'm an ultralight uh, franchi- franchisee, uh, mm-hmm. which is a very effective ketogenic program. Um, so that, so yes, yeah, so diet's a really big one. I mean, it depends on where they're at. I, if they're already on a pristine diet and they're eating organic veggie, veggies and, and meats and they're using um organic cleaning cleaning products and facial facial things it's not so much of a big deal and if they're normal weight but if they're obese and trying to conceive then uh, i really focus on the diet uh to start off with and use like basic preconception multivitamin like a preconception Mm -hmm. prenatal and official Mm -hmm. and then depending on their charts that's when i bring in herbs so if if there's stress if there's um uh, if there's hormonal imbalance, if there's um, painful periods like endometriosis, I reduce the inflammation. So I might use mm-hmm. P, uh, which is a big long word that helps with pain. It works on the endocannabinoid receptors a bit like cannabis. Yep. Or I'll use SPM, which is like the potent anti-inflammatories or turmeric, one of my favourite mm-hmm. herbs that I'll use either in capsules or in a, in a liquid formula. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then, it depends on the patient whether I use herbs or, but I'll always do diet and I'll yep. always do nutrients. And mm-hmm. then the the herbs, I wait till I actually know what I'm working with, and then I'll use the herbs. 
Mm. And so I guess, especially when you're looking at these heavy metal detoxes, there can be quite mm. a few side effects. What would you tell people who are sort of wanting to engage with this? What can they mm. expect when they have to, you know, get rid of this sorts of things to have a healthy pregnancy? Yeah. So I actually recommend they don't try for yep. at least three cycles because yeah, it okay. takes, you don't want to have toxins coming into the egg and the sperm. So that's mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. hard when, when someone's, like 40 and they've um, been trying and, and I say don't try for three months, it's like a negotiation thing of probably a 10 minutes of the consultation of why this is really important to go one step back to go two or three steps forward. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the detoxing I think is really, really vital and that's probably a um, accounts for probably I'd, I'd estimate maybe 30 or 40% of my clients' mm. success because we'd go back one step to go two steps forward and clear out the crap. Um, otherwise, it sort of goes into their breast milk, which, you know, I'm sure yeah. uh, breast milk still, even if it's got your toxins in there, is still going to be a lot better than formula. But if you can clear it out prior to conceiving, it's so much the better. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they feel better. I mean, the worst side effect of all the work that I do is they just feel happier, healthier, they sleep better, more yes. energy um, and fitter and, you know, reducing their risk of all-cause mortality and, and cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes. And, and it puts them in long-term healthy eating um habits this yep. is my goal anyway that's the point yep. it's not just to get pregnant it's to have a long-term healthy um lifestyle and and uh, relationship with food and all that yeah wonderful and so i guess the other thing that i've always been told is that you should have a space between babies and i've always been told about two years is good for yes. the mother to recover before coming in so is, is that part of your consultation is yeah, that part of talking I, to I them about Child yeah. spacing, how does that work? Yeah. 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 I I think it it takes a lot out of you, pregnancy and breastfeeding. And and I don't see any rush to stop breastfeeding. Um, you know, some women uh, can breastfeed for two or three years and even have a pregnancy while they're breastfeeding, and it mm. makes it easy when they don't have to wait for the milk to come in. They can just breastfeed both their toddler and their baby. But I think two years is a good I, I don't know if it's a Chinese thing, but I always recommend two years is a good um, time because it takes a while to build up those nutrients again mm -hmm. and re-establish your cycles and just really build up the chi again mm -hmm. if you talk of it like that yeah definitely and mm -hmm. so i'm guessing also you with your lifestyle conversations that you talked to me you talked about about like postpartum exercise prepartum exercise what to do how to you know create that that body and when to get back into it and when not to get back into exercise yes. and how much exercise um, exactly. is that part of your yeah, yeah, yeah. So like during pregnancy, I um, caution women not to get into yoga in the first trimester until yep. they're, unless they're a yoga teacher and do yoga all the time. But generally, mm. um, yeah, I, I do give guidance on exercise and postpartum. Mm. Um, yeah, if, if it's like if they've got a lot of um, uh, damage to their their um tummy muscles mm -hmm, through mm -hmm. the pregnancy, I, I will refer them to a exercise physiologist or a physio that deals with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just general guidelines. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, fantastic. Well, we're just coming up on time. So thank mm. you so much for all of your information. This has just been amazing. Uh, oh. Where can people find you? Where, where's your clinic located? And what yes. what do you have you got on offer? Because I hear you've got a few different courses and stuff for, for yeah. people, practitioners. Yeah. So, Lay it all out for us. <laughs> Lay it all out. So I'm in Asperfail <laughs> in Melbourne mm -hmm. and North Melbourne and I'm on online and mm -hmm. eventually we'll be in Sydney uh, when we can open up. I go up there and do um, 
urine testing for chronic urinary tract infections. So mm. the best thing is to look at my website, um, www.holistichealth.com.au, and that's holistic with H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, holistichealth.com.au, and I've got heaps of great blogs on uh, bone health and why can't I lose weight and uh, ketogenic uh, microbiome support and COVID vaccine preparation and creating healthy babies. So um, mm -hmm. I've written a book so you can yeah, access the book on that. But I'm also doing a, in the process of doing a creating healthy babies um, proactive preconception course for mm -hmm. couples wanting to conceive. And mm -hmm. ideally it's targeted at couples that are thinking about babies in the next six to 12 months, not necessarily when they're actually having troubles because then that's more personal one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. But the, the information, the initial um, module, there's eight modules. So what, the initial one is understanding charting, like temperatures mm -hmm. and mucus and when they're fertile and when what things that can go wrong. The second one, second module is on detoxing your environment, mm -hmm. plastics, chemicals, heavy metals and um, specific detox programs. The third one's on testing, different tests that the doc, over and above what the doctor te uh, tests for. Mm -hmm. Then there's stress and um stress and relationship module there's um one on um male male fertility and then there's um a modules on on problems like endometriosis polycystic and uh, hashimoto thyroiditis which is a thing so that's all on the on the um website or you yeah. can reach out um, and email me doreen at holistichealth.com.au and uh, and I'll forward you the information for those yeah. um, courses and the book that I wrote, which is called, um, what's the book that I wrote? It's called Complete Health Overhaul, um, Your Health Towards, Your Guide Towards Better Health, Happiness and Better Sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh. So I think everyone would love to sell that last one. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had to do that to, to make it sell. That's, that's right. <laughs> we all know the adage in marketing. That's right. Yes, exactly. Oh well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And as always, guys, the links will be in the description below. So if you're looking at any sort of natural health, natural fertility, please check out Doreen's website and look her up. But yeah, we'd just like to thank you so much for coming on Therapist Spotlight. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks for having me. And pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's Take been care. wonderful. And for everybody else out there, have a great night and we'll see you all later. Hey, bye. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about ANTA, visit us at www.anta.com.au.